Welcome to the Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys. This is a podcast from CBS News, and I am your host. Every week, we discuss issues including disability and income inequality. Friday is Women's Equality Day, marking 102 years since the 19th Amendment to the Constitution, guaranteeing women the right to vote, was adopted. But there are many ways in which women are not equal, far beyond the ongoing gender pay gap. The League of Women Voters, a nonpartisan advocacy group founded just six months before the 19th Amendment was ratified, is calling this Women's Inequality Day. CEO Virginia K. Salomon joins us, noting that not only were many women unable to exercise that right, women now have fewer rights than they did then. That conversation after this short break. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Unfortunately, it's not a celebratory day for women across America today. Um, the Women's Equality Day usually is a commemoration. I think we all recognize that not all women actually earned the right to vote in 1920. We know that Black women in particular were left behind and Native American women weren't even fully considered citizens until 1924. So while it was a hard-fought win, it was also something that has a lot of complexity with it. Over the past year, it's gotten even more difficult for women in the United States. And so the League of Women Voters is rebranding today as Women's Inequality Day because there are a lot of things that women have lost over the past year, and um, we need to win them back. It's interesting that you say that because, of course, that is absolutely true. But I am also hearing from some organizations and some women that that's unfair because this was a hard-fought battle. It took decades, and it's not really easy to win a constitutional amendment. It's not, and I wish we could celebrate it. But at the end of the day, women at this point in time have less rights than they did 50 years ago. And so it's very hard to celebrate something that's been so hard to maintain. Voting rights have been under attack. We still don't have an ERA and women's bodily autonomy has been taken from them. And so, yes, while it's great to celebrate a win, a historic win, it doesn't change the fact that we've lost so much. So it is 2022, as you said, Uh, The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade and midterm elections are coming up. Talk to me a bit about some of the challenges voting rise, voting wise that are that have been happening over the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that we've been campaigning on and the league has always been from day one. I mean, our goal was always to ensure that women had access to the ballot box. And then further later on, it was focused on all people, not just women. Um, the challenges that we've seen against voting rights in the past few years, and it just hasn't been in the past year. I mean, the Shelby v. Holder decision, for example, which eliminated Section 5, the preclearance um, section of uh, the Voting Rights Act, has really then taken a hold. And we've seen legislation passed 
time and time again in state since 2013, since that happened. And so uh, this is not something new. It's just gotten worse, I would say, and particularly for women and women of color. And the reason I say that is because when you look at the women who have been disproportionately impacted over the past few years, economically through the pandemic, from a care aspect, women are major providers of care in their families. Um, it makes it harder and harder for women to be able to have the time to access the ballot. And so when you see that they've taken away mail-in voting, or you see that there are polling closures, when polling times are limited, this all impacts women particularly. And so it is a real challenge for women in this country. So what should women be doing as the midterms come up and how is the League of Women Voters helping with that? So the first thing we say is have a voting plan. We have a voter education website called vote411.org. People can go there. They can find out who's on their ballot. They can get all of the information they need in English and in Spanish at all races. So we're not talking just federal races. We're talking everything down to, you know, who is running to, who is running for orphan court, um, who is running for judge, who is lo- running for your local city council. So um, they can get all of the information they need about the candidates. They can check their voter registration status. They can make sure um, that they are still registered to vote. We do know that voter purges happen, unfortunately. And so we want to make sure that people can check their voter registration status, making sure their polling location has not changed. In some cases, polling locations do change. And so you may not be voting in the same place that you have before. So really having that plan in place before election day, don't wait till the last minute. And then making sure that you have everything you need in place, whether that's a ride to the polls, whether that's the time you need to take from work. And there are organizations like the League who will assist you in that. We're in 760 communities throughout the country. So there are people at your local League level who can help support making sure that you get to the to the polling location. I've also got to ask you about some of the issues that you think women should be focused on, whether they are white women, black women, Native American women, Latina, Hispanic women. Of course, we talked about Roe being overturned. Besides that, what else should people be fo- women be focused on this fall? Well, I think one of the things, there was a recent NBC poll that came out that said that democracy was on the ballot. And so I think we all see the decline in our democracy. We've seen the challenges that our democracy has faced. And so we want to make sure that people are voting for voting rights for our democracy. The other thing I would say right now is economics, right? Everyone is worried about those kitchen table issues. And so people want to make sure that they can afford their gas in their car. And while we've seen gas prices going down and we hope it continues that way, at the end of the day, the Inflation Act hopefully will help. But at the end of the day, inflation is still an issue in this country. So people are looking for solutions that are going to help them in their everyday lives. I wonder what you say to conservatives speaking about voting rights who say that the changes in the laws are necessary because we reforms were needed. And, of course, some of them are talking about the election being, you know, uh, a lie, which it wasn't. You know, Biden run, let's be real. <laughs> but some of them are saying that there were loopholes in these laws that need to be filled. How do you respond? 
I would say, you know, uh, to use uh, President Biden's term, that's a bunch of malarkey. We have one of the safest and most secure election systems in the world. And so the reforms that are needed are ones that help make create more access to the ballot, not less. And let's be real, you know, this is not about people, you know, an unjust voting system that is making it easier for the wrong people to vote. That's not true at all. And so we need to call a lie a lie, and that's what it is. Um, This election really should be about making sure that more people have access, more people can have their voice heard. And I think the Republicans, you know, quite frankly, and we're a nonpartisan organization, but they need to step up their platform. They need to stop saying what they're against and need to start talking about what they're for, especially for women. I'm curious as to what you think about the immigration issues that are happening in the nation and at the border. What is the league's position on this and how do you think women voters should be dealing with it? Look, we've needed to have an immigration overhaul for decades in this country. It hasn't been since the 1980s that we've seen any kind of immigration reform. And this is one of those issues that Congress has failed to act upon. I think everybody can look at what's happening on television. We see what's happening on the news and we know that there is a crisis. But at the end of the day, both Republican and Democratic Democratic administrations have failed to act. And so what we would say at the league is we need immigration overhaul now. We need immigration reform now. There are too many families, too many women, too many children who are suffering as a result of failed immigration policy. I know you said that you are calling this Women's Inequality Day. What is the league doing this year? There's a campaign that you guys have going on? Yes, so we have a full-page ad that will be in the Washington Post, signed by 35 national women leaders to the women of America, asking them to join us in demanding our legislators do three things. The first is restore voting rights. And legislators at the state and the national level can work on this. We know voting rights is also a state's issue. It's not just left up to the federal government. And so where the federal government has failed to act, we ask them to continue, go back to the drawing board, but states need to do the right thing. The second thing is we want Roe v. Wade codified. We want to make sure that women have agency over their bodies. We want to make sure that women's health care is prioritized in this country, and that includes abortion access. And that also can be done both at the state and the federal level. And last but not least, we say Congress needs to finally adopt the ERA. You know, they can they can remove the deadline as a barrier. They can rescind that deadline. They can adopt it and let the legal process fall where it may, because there are a lot of people who say, oh, there's a legal issue. But inaction is not an answer. So Congress needs to adopt the the ERA. Sounds like you think both voters and lawmakers have a lot of work to do. We do. But you know what? That's what a democracy looks like. We're in it together and we want to keep it. And we also want to make sure that everybody can benefit from it. That was League of Women Voters CEO Virginia K. Solomon. Thanks so much for joining us. Also, thanks to Alan Peng for his production assistance. Like what you hear? Come on back for more. There will be new episodes of Kaleidoscope with Allison Keys every Friday. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast, and leave a rating or review. Thanks for listening. I'm Allison Keys, CBS News.
Survivor's back, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist, a new co-host, the winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladaris. Hi! Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.